affirmation. <laughs> you look that up while I introduce the show because we are recording. You know, I tweet them. I'm just, I just take them off my Twitter. I know. You can use the one you posted today. So welcome everybody. Um, welcome back to Bitches Love Brunch. This is episode. Is this episode sixty nine? I think so because we was excited about it last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the ratchet side. If you all have not seen it. <laughs> um, what's up, everybody? But what's up? Yes, y'all know who this is. We got Kiana D. Um, and we're me. On 60, we're on 69. And we're on 69. We're not on 69, but we are not on 69. the episode is on 69. You got it. So there's that. Um, so how you doing? Oh, Courtney. I'm doing swell. What's new? It feels like we just recorded. It does feel like we just recorded, but I also know that we've been talking to each other a few times this week now mm-hmm. and so and the pre the pre-record was lengthy as well mm-hmm. so nothing's really new you know just i mean lots of things are new and then things are still the same <laughs> in the same regard but yeah i am just i'm hanging out i had a lot of um fun getting some home decor things you know how i love my home decor yes and so um i have just been spending some time getting more acclimated into my place and making it my own just adding more colors more dashes of me that's one thing that i think is important just to add you know instead of things looking like always looking like maybe like a studio or a photo a stock photo you know to make your home put some things that you know remind you of you Mm -hmm. your personality in it so i've been able to do that recently so that's been a lot of fun that's what's Um, up but i'm doing well that's that's how i'm doing enjoying and i also bought new wine glasses so i'm excited to pass the mimosas though yeah how are you what's new with you I am good. Um, like you said, our uh, pre-record was a little lengthy, but we had a lot to, maybe it was, I had a lot to vent out <laughs> before we hopped on the show. Um, but, you know, even in spite of like how my day ended, you know, I'm blessed and highly favored. And I don't say that loosely. I don't say that as something as, you know, cliche because... I'm blessed to be in a position where where I'm sought after in a sense of I can help and guide and coach people um, and especially people of color when they need it the most um, and also have the candid conversations with the appropriate people. Um, so I'm blessed to be in the position that I'm in, for real, for real. Um, I love to hear it. I love the silver lining of it all. It it ain't it ain't for the faint of heart by any means. But um I know that God placed me here for a reason and so whatever he has set before me, I know it's mine to handle and conquer. You sure so. will. You sure will <clears throat> rest in that sis. Um, is there anything new going on with you? You have lots of new things to share. <laughs> you are funny. I'm getting to that. <laughs> um, but other than that, that's you know that's what's going on. We're oh, not really going on because I really didn't mention that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else has been going on. I just came home from 
uh, Cleveland slash Twinsburg this weekend. Um, had a good time, chill time with the family. You know, I, when I go home during the pandemic, like I don't go anywhere. I did. Right. My cousin just got an apartment, so I did go over to her place, help her. I just got a new apartment. I was yeah. like, where's she going with this? I got it. I'm here now. I'm here now. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, she interrupted me. But (laughs) always for a song. Yeah, Um, always for a song. What was I going to say? So. Your cousin's new apartment. Cousin's new apartment. Went over there. Saw her and my aunt. So that was cool. Um, But other than that. That's it. Um, I know I shared some news at the end of the show last week. And so I wanted to make sure that I put it at the beginning of the show this week. So y'all catch it and remind our lovely listeners that have been listening to the both of our voices for three years. Three years. Um, that I will be leaving the show. This is my second to last episode. So we have one more that I will be on. Um but then we have some new things coming from Kiana and yeah. then um, some new things coming from myself separately. Um, but just wanted to remind y'all because I know how y'all do because I do this too. <laughs> and sometimes you get to the end of the show and y'all don't listen to the full, you know, full entirety of the show. So I was like, let me make sure I break this news in the beginning because I don't yes. want nobody to be like, girl, what happened? You ain't tell nobody. I did. Y'all didn't listen. <laughs> so but that's just a reminder um we won't go into everything that i did last week like i'm gonna miss y'all i'm gonna miss it i can't believe this is my second to last show it's crazy i, know. I can't believe it's been three years I know. Um, but i'm excited for what's to come for both of us we got new things that are on the way and i can't wait for both of us to I'm speaking it all into existence. Come on, sis. Um, and manifesting for the both of us. That's what you need. You got to make sure that you got people in your tribe that manifest things for you. Come on. Hey, you ain't got the energy to manifest for yourself. So I'm yes. manifesting all good things for us. Um, but I'm excited for that moment when we're able to share. And hopefully, um, I know you'll be able to share more on the next episode. Um, but hopefully I will be able to as well. So... If yes. not, I'll just come back on and tell y'all because that's First my off. business. <laughs> and like and like we said, oh, well, like I said on the last show, a forever friend of the show. Um, so Courtney will have to come back on her because we're still going to be doing life together. And so there's going to be some <laughs> things that, sis, we still need to sit down and talk about this. Um, so yes, but forever, forever grateful, forever so happy that we created these memories together. In addition to that, all the other memories that we have together. It's just another facet of our relationship. So I'm blessed to do this with you. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Yeah. So um, let's uh, quickly recap the show, uh, episode 68. Um, and then we'll jump into passing the mimosa. Um. And then our affirmation. So last week we talked about um, what I like to call protecting black women 201 (laughs) and protecting (laughs) and protecting black uh, and protecting black men as well and acknowledging and recognizing that that's something that we have to say 
as well, even though, you know, a lot of times, or I think we're really in this space of Black women vocalizing how much we show up for other people and especially Black men. But there are certain experiences that we have to protect Black men in as well that we don't speak enough of um, either. And that that deserves our attention as well. Um, and that's to me that's always going to be a conversation like that is not an overnight conversation around protecting black women and protecting black men within the community that is just going to stop overnight um so yeah i thought it was i thought it was a good show it was it was a good opportunity for me to be able to vent. Like from there, I was able to like kind of just formulate my words of what that means for me. Like when I ask somebody to protect black women um, and protect my humanity, like I need to be able to articulate that and be able to have those conversations and say, this is how you show up for me. What did you think? I enjoyed, I enjoyed that conversation and I enjoyed the complexity of it. Because mm-hmm. it's so multi-layered and it is not one-dimensional at all. And so it just causes you to look at things from different sides, different perspectives, different angles. However you want to um, address the issue, you know, you have just a lot of different lenses to see it through. And so I thought it was really healthy dialogue. But also, I just really appreciate it. Um, again, the nuance of the conversation, because I think sometimes we want things to look one way or for certain, you know, how to protect black women. And we're not a monolith, not even just black women itself. You know, it, all, it looks different across the board. It looks, di- it can look different across the board for black men. And it's just always a layer and very invo- and, um, invigorating conversation for me. So it was, it was cool. It gave me something to reflect on as well. Yeah. All right. So, um, that's the show. That's last week's episode. Um, let's pass the mimosa. I am drinking water again. Y'all know me. Clear skin, clear mind, clear heart, clear body. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. That's where I'm at right now. What you drinking? I know you got something over there. I do. I have a nice white blend. Um, In the new wine glass. The new wine glass. I love this wine glass. Um, you know how I feel about my glasses or just anything that I buy from my house. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sipping on that and then back to water. I'm on strictly water and wine right now. <laughs> Not strictly water. <laughs> Why? I'm on the Jesus diet. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> water, wine, bread, fish. There you go. There you go. Um, all right. Of course, for the, my last episode, I'm going to have to pass the mimosa. Um, and you I, might, I might actually have actual mimosas. Um, may, may we have a bottomless mimosa um, episode? Bottomless mimosa. I feel like there's a theme in that. So, yes. Let's do that. I feel like there's a, like a theme of a topic in that, like... But we'll think about that. We'll discuss that later. But actual okay. bottomless mimosas as well. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, <laughs> so what's our affirmation? Okay. So our affirmation is 
I affirm, I trust myself more than anyone else. I have permission to lean wholly into my intuition. My foundation is the greatest source of where I find my guidance. There it is. Ooh, there it is. I saw that. saw that you posted <laughs> that earlier today, and I saw all the love that you were getting um, as well. So it seemed like it hit a lot of people's spirits today. You know, I just feel like right now, you know, with both of us having new things on the horizon, that is exciting, but it's also fearful. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of fear involved in there. There's a lot of doubt that goes into people's minds. And so sometimes you got to look at yourself in the mirror, remind yourself who you are. And who you are. There, yes. And so you have to get into that, that zone. And, and really talk to yourself and remind yourself of what you're capable of and what God has been capable of. And we've been talking about, you know, fleeting faith and all of these different things that we all are experiencing. And so those affirmations, I'm coaching myself just like I'm sure some of y'all feel like y'all mm-hmm. coaching yourselves because it is it's a frightening season, but it's also a season full of opportunity, you know, and, and there's so many good things that are going on in the world and if again you choose those silver linings like if you align with those I just think that if you align your thoughts with those you could it's just a healthier experience during such difficult times in the rest of the world it it helps you keep perspective in the the experience and I think that's why I mentioned that earlier and just like I'm here for a reason and when yeah. I say here, I don't, you know, I don't mean just here on this earth, but like I've been placed in certain positions at certain times for a reason. And, and you have to, the more you're able to stay connected to that, the better you're able to, you know, kind of guide your life and, and keep things in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. So, so ooh, I'll add that to the list. Um... Kick us off, Kiana, because I'm excited about, um, excited might be a strong word, but I'm I'm looking forward to this conversation because I don't think, I haven't heard people talk about this. Yeah. But I I know it's a very real thing, so. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. So, I had an experience um, with a friend, we were in conversation and one of the conversations, well, one of the topics that was brought up was surrounding Christian guilt. Um, and I'm just going to speak from the context of myself mm-hmm. <laughs> so I can tell my own story, mm-hmm. but you know, Christian guilt is something that I think a lot of us have when we're trying to explore some of the more liberated, free, um, aspects of our lives. When you want to just explore who you are and, because life is nuanced, right? So I thought that this would be an interesting topic to talk about um, because what we talked about pretty much was posted on social media. There was, like, just struggling with what you want to post based on prior prior knowledge that you have with being conservative, what you should cover up, what you shouldn't, what you should show, uh, what feels appropriate, what's not appropriate, what's deemed right in the eyes of God and what isn't. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of people, it may seem that 
we see a lot of posts that may be common of people, you know, without a lot of clothing on. I think it's just so common now. We don't really talk about <clears throat> the internal process and what somebody might go through when they do post those pictures, when they do want to celebrate their body, when mm-hmm. they do feel like they are beautiful and they want to showcase, show it to the world because they've worked hard at it or simply just because they want to. So I just thought that we should talk about some of these things because it just doesn't impact photos on Instagram. There are a lot of things that I go through in my life where I have to second guess, you know, is Jesus going to be okay with it, you know, based on the context of my religion and that guilt, because it feels like guilt is heavy, you know, for people, it can be really hard to, to gauge what feels like you're being disobedient from God and what you're doing to truly elevate yourself and your experience here on earth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hope, I hope that I, I introduced that. Okay. Absolutely. Um, before we dive into even more, I know sometimes for me, it's not even just like, this is always the perspective of in God's eyes. Right. Um, But I think we also know that we live in a society where sometimes Christians are the most critical. And so it's not just in God's eyes, but how other Christians will interpret my behavior of just navigating in my own agency, you know, Um, and so that's something for me, that's, that's the aspect for me where it's, it's, it's in God's eyes, but also knowing that, um, you have some devout Christians that, that also are very critical. And at what point do you feel comfortable enough to expose your whole being? Um, when we live in a time when people are so critical, yeah. And claim to and claim to operate in the same beliefs as you do, um, but I think you're absolutely right that that guilt is real, and I think um, that's a place for me that I've kind of teetered in sometimes. <laughs> that I've teetered in is, and this is going to probably sound so strong, but. Between freedom and faith. Yeah. Uh, and that's difficult. Explain explain that more between freedom and faith. What does that look like? You know what I mean? When you're battling between freedom and faith. I So for me, I think there are aspects of my being that that are more progressive and more... Um, what's the what's the word that I want to use? More progressive, more free, uh, than my faith, and or those who also identify with my faith operate and function in. So, yeah. on my bucket list is to do a nude photo shoot. Yeah, if I wanted to post that picture, even tastefully, because to me it's it's about the art of the art of myself, the art of my agency, that's, that's about me and my being, but that does not make me, if I wanted to post that picture, which I would feel conflicted about, 
that doesn't make me any less in relation to my God. Right. But I know that there would be criticism or people that would not feel as okay with that, whether they be in my family, friend circle, or people that I just don't know that would not um, feel as comfortable and or going as far as approve of, and not that we out here seeking approval, but that we going to call a spade a spade approve of those types of actions. Like how can you be both? Like I can love God and still love and appreciate my body. So, and I think I won't say that that's the extreme end of it. Um, but I think that's one aspect of it. When we talk about just feeling comfortable in who in our skin and sharing that with the world as art. Right. But also as a culture, because we we haven't always been these covered beings as a culture. That's for sure. You know, we I think that we have this I call it the American effect. This 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 American effect where we think that we're the first people to do everything here. Even this pandemic, you know, where people are like, Well, how am I gonna do this? We're not the first humans to go through this. Right. We might be the first ones to experience it in our lifetime, but we're not the first. And so who do you think that you are, that you are above these people? Even the, this happened in the Bible. Right. You think that you're above the people in the Bible? You ain't even make it to the Bible. You, you know what I mean? Like, you you think you're more important than those people? So it's, it's kind of... Um, it's interesting in the way that we perceive things sometimes. And, and I struggle with those same things too even yeah that's something that i i used to go back and forth about what sorry you broke up a little bit even with what the name of the podcast um yeah it's it's always been an internal conflict for me um like okay i'm I'm gonna name my podcast bitches love brunch but i'm gonna get on here and talk about jesus i'm gonna get on here and talk about god i think we never received any backlash for the name of our podcast except one person and it was a Christian who had said something to me about it and it always stuck with me but I think I think that you and I might have talked about mm-hmm. this and we were and you were like this is not who the show is for it's not for you but just having to wrestle with that like am I why is my my faith being questioned because of art that we've created you know mm-hmm. something that we deem as art and something that is passion to us and in bridging communities like the humans are the church not the actual building like what are you talking about so I just think that we always are wrestling between these things and I'm not only wrestling between the context of of Christianity but I also think being a woman and Christian is just another layer to it as well like and to be black that's also another layer to it as well Um, but Particularly being women in the church, you know, I just don't feel like women have a lot of freedoms. They even left out, I'm sure, a lot of the the books in the Bible. We only got a few of them from women, mm-hmm. you know. And so I just feel like we are we 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 have to balance these dualities all the time between being human and being Christian. But when in fact being human is just being Christian, yeah, I, and it and it should be. And to your to your point about the podcast, I I think that there was probably more um, there were more thoughts about the title of 
or, or the name of the podcast than we may have heard about. Um, but that's, you know, that doesn't concern us. But to that point, for me, it goes back to, again, that freedom, that line between freedom and faith, where for me, freedom, part of that is being able to be my whole self. And we're not always, it's not always deemed acceptable for us to be our whole selves in every environment, which was the reason why we started this show, because we need a space, black women, black people need a space where we can have these types of conversations and cover the gamut. Like this is what we experience on a day-to-day basis. I'm not just a Christian. It is the, the foundation and basis for everything else that I do. But I also, to some degree, consider myself a feminist. I I consider myself an ally of the LGBTQ plus community. Like, so you're going to get all of those aspects of who I am because otherwise I would be confining myself. And we already have to do that so much in so many spaces. And as some, like we, for sanity's sake, we got to be able to have an avenue to just be ourselves and whatever that looks like, whatever impact that has on my Christianity and my relationship with God, that's between me and God. You know what I mean? And I, and I need to take that up with him. That's not to say that I'm intentionally doing things that go against his will, his way or anything like that. Um, But I pray that God direct me and instruct me and lead me to do whatever it is Like, I want the desires of God to sit in my heart. And so whatever that is, I'll I'll do that. But I I also have to be my whole self. I also have to be my whole self. And and I think that's what this conversation is about, is that a lot of times we come in conflict with that, about being our whole selves. Yeah. Because we have have internal, like, we are in conflict with some of the pieces of ourselves because some things we don't want to accept. You know what I mean? There are certain aspects of ourselves. What what do we call that in therapy? Shadow work. You know, mm-hmm. the, those, those sides that are less desirable in your eyes, but still make you who you are. And there are just so many pieces of who we are that have been suppressed for so long that we're still discovering. We haven't even been working and voting that long. Women, Mm -hmm. especially black women. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many things that we still have to find out about ourselves that hasn't even been documented yet. We're making history. Mm -hmm. We're making history. And so... I think that we sh- we need to have that freedom to be able to have that self-exploration in the same way that this world has been built off of men exploring themselves and exploring the world. And, and not even exploring, but just doing whatever the fuck it is that they want to. They have no free, free accountability, nothing. That's what the patriarchy, like that's what, it, that's what it's all about. Where you do whatever it is you want to while we have to question every move as it relates to your agency, Christianity, the black community. Like, it's so many layers to this. And that's where we get stuck. Yep. So, um, question for you. I had a question for you. Ooh. But go right ahead. Let me write mine down. 
Yeah, do that, do that. <laughs> Where do you feel that you have um, experienced or struggled with in conflict with um, the most guilt as it relates to your faith, Christianity? I was going to ask you that. <laughs> well, you go first. <laughs> the biggest area that I struggle with my Christian well struggle with guilt two no two areas can I say two mm-hmm. first area um, you know you you be like to put me on my, my one my one mark rule that's just with the tips because you will be coming with 311 <laughs> tips <laughs> um, the first one I want to talk about is sexuality mm-hmm I think that as a woman, I can only speak for my, as a woman, I felt like I've had to suppress a lot of exploring in terms of sexuality and what that means. And not even in the context of with somebody else, just by myself, mm-hmm. my sexuality, who I am, not in the context of having sex, but just who I am as a person, my body, what my body does, what are the names of these things? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that we had to... I had to self-educate myself on because I felt like I didn't have permission to explore that on my Mm -hmm. own, you know, especially Mm -hmm. within the Christian context. Um, Because you always felt like you can't explore this part of your life until you have a husband. And it's just like, what? What do you mean? Um, And both not getting married at 19 anymore. Facts. And so if you're doing it, then it's pre, it's a sin because it's premarital sex. But then if you are, it's it's so many different layers to it. But then if you don't want to have sex with anybody, what about if you want to enjoy pleasure on your own? But that's a sin too. So I'm just supposed to sit here and do nothing with these organs that God gave me. Mm -hmm. So I think that that has been interesting. And and it's been a fulfilling um, journey so far, just trying to educate myself and listening to podcasts and and just having different experiences that I think is healthy for women to know about their bodies and what your bodies are capable of and what we do. And even the whole reproductive um, process and phases, it's important for us to know. I think so many of us are just so used to just saying like, hey, you're pregnant, but do you really know what's going on inside of your body? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, do you know how magnificent, you know, think you are? It's truly magical what happens inside of a woman based off the things that we can do from our sexualities. Mm -hmm. So I just think that um, that's one area that I felt guilt about and shame about. Um, And then the other is finances. Mm. Because I always felt like I had to have my things together to contribute to church. And granted, it wasn't so much... I think it was just the concept of giving. I think the concept of giving and how it was brought to me, it just always felt like something... It didn't feel like you were doing it out of love. It felt like obligatory. or, Or it felt like somebody was trying to get my money. It wasn't just because I wanted to give to God. And you're and speaking think, about the church, not God. Right, right, right. Okay. Right, right, right. Specifically with the church. Um, and so I think that that gave me a lot of guilt. Yeah. Because I feel like at the in the church, you almost are guilty if you don't tithe. 
um, because it's asked so often or how it's taught to you. Mm -hmm. And so I think that um, just the concept of giving, I felt guilt about until I really had to understand it for myself. And to add to that, because I would I would agree that I that's one of my um, guilt areas as well. Um, how that trickles into other things because mm-hmm. and how that spills over, because essentially you're being taught like if you're not tithing, which <clears throat> biblically and from a teaching aspect, like if we look at the Bible as what is created to be essentially like a manual, like this is a guide, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, like you said, guilted into that giving, you then eventually, or at least for myself, you eventually start to feel like if I can't give in other places, then I'm also not qualified to be there or I'm also not worthy of being there. So it's like, so I say that like an example would be boards or um, being able to give in the community, like being on a board, you're expected to give a certain amount of money. Right. That that in and of itself is like if I ain't got the money but I know I have something to contribute <laughs> you know what I mean with my time and my treasure right. and my, you know my actions and my talent um, then maybe I shouldn't be at this table mm-hmm. because I can't contribute financially but I yep. think you're absolutely right in that from the I would be surprised that um like, I feel like we're definitely not alone in that aspect in terms of the financial guilt as it relates to Christianity, because you do get that message a lot. But I, I do think it's about how the message is delivered. I don't understand why we don't deliver that message around tithing in the same way or in similar ways um, as we do other topics in the Bible. Like this is supposed to be a teaching. You're supposed mm-hmm. to bring me along. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're supposed to guide me on this path. I don't think it ever said anything. And don't quote me because I don't know the Bible back and forth. But I don't think it ever said anything about shaming people or guilting people into doing anything. Right. And how was that? How was that Christ-like? I mean, that goes back to the point that Jesus made. Like, who he who cast the first stone. Right. Like, that means y'all have done nothing wrong. Now, that's not to say, I'm not saying that you don't do those things, but the guilt that we instill in people, I don't think is right. I don't think it's right at all. Um, And I just say that, too, because I've seen that message and how it's been delivered so many times. In so many different ways. In so many different ways. In different churches and in the same church. I'm not speaking of a particular church, but I've seen it across the board in different churches and sometimes in the same church where they harp on it and the the way that they deliver it is so like pretty much if if, if y'all don't give, like it is your obligation to make sure that I am paid. And that this church doesn't go under. Right. What? Gotta keep the lights on. That's usually what they say. Gotta keep the lights on. Gotta keep the lights on. Or we want to expand. I want to do God's work. 
And let me just tell y'all about y'all expansions. And I'm not trying, I'm not, this is not. This ain't that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, you've expanded, and yeah, we are in the house. Just want to put that out there. But anyway. Because, no, you're right, because <laughs> this, is God is tell, this is God telling us a lot of things. Like he's been sitting in the house. Like you said, church is where the people are. Y'all been been investing so much in these material things and y'all been telling people to give their tithes to invest in these material things. And here we are all in the house. All in the house. So is my tithing coming back to me? Because I've expanded in this house. But that was a whole different conversation. You said you was done. I went someplace else. That was not. That was not. Well, yet. the question is actually on you now. What areas? I know that I mentioned sexuality and um, finances, but aside from finances, any other areas for you? So yeah, I would definitely say finances was gonna was gonna be the one that I said just because that's something that I have struggled with. Mm-hmm. Um, just never been consistent in my giving. I know it's something that I need to do and I should be doing. Um, and I do have guilt around. Um, but for me, because of that awareness, it is about knowing that that is something that I want to do because I want to give to the glory of God. I want to be in service to God. Um, to me, I feel like it's on me to figure out and and navigate how I make that work because I do want it to be a priority, but I'm not going to do it because I've been guilted into doing it. Um, because that, to me, random for a second, that's what being a Christian is to me. It's doing the right thing. Yeah. Period. It's doing the right thing. It's treating people right. Like, people have all these stipulations and want to delve into one area or another and not look at things holistically. Like, you can't be talking about condemning certain people and still spewing love thy neighbor. It don't work. No. It doesn't work. So anyway, um, so finances or tithing specifically is one thing. I had another and it just lost my mind. Um or slipped my mind. Shoot, what was it? Mm. Sorry, that is that my phone or yours? No, it's not mine. Okay, it's me. Um, so the other thing was uh definitely sexuality has been one. I think those are I think we could hear anybody say that. Um Dag, I'm mad. It won't it hasn't come back to me. I do want to say something else about that too, about finances, because I think, like you said, it's less about finances and it's more about the concept of giving. Mm-hmm. It's about giving God your first, right, right? And it has, and it's not, and it's not, and like you said, it can't just fall over one thing as to fall over all things. And so that's your first time, your first treasure, your first, your first thoughts, your first, everything mm-hmm. that you do, mm-hmm. that should come. First, and so there is nothing obsolete under that. You know, you can't hoard certain things away from him. You can't just kind of like when we talked about um, when you were praying for patience. Like you can't ask for one thing in mm-hmm. one area and not have it spill over to the other. Mm-hmm. So you have to give 
everything. You have to surrender all. Yep. And yep. all means all. And all means all. No, I absolutely agree with that about the finances. That's why I specifically called out not finances, but tithing mm. Um, mm. and giving of the first fruit. So, um, and it still hasn't come back to me what the what the other one was in terms of guilt. Maybe I have um, evolved in this. I don't feel as guilty about it, but come on. Um, I think part of me, and maybe it was just I couldn't put words to it, but part of me is just about how you show up. I feel like there is this constant pressure about Mm. how you show up and how you present yourself because you are a child of God. You know what I mean? And so, because everything is speculated. So I think that's part of it too, is that it's hard for me to pinpoint other than, you know, tithing and and sexuality, because I feel like those are some of the more hot topics um, in the church. Um, But it's about how you show up because it's always going to be criticized. It's always going to be criticized. So it's like, how do you, how do you walk in your own agency and and not be and not be constantly judged, which is also not Christ-like. Well, the thing is, is that none of us are Christ. So no. we're all going to have. None of us are Christ, which means no matter who we are and what we are, whether we want to admit it or not, we all judge. And that's just going to be a part of life, I think, at that point. You have to expect judgment because if they judge Jesus, they're going to judge you. And actually, the people who even crucified Jesus were the holiest of thou. They were the church, the people in the church. How He was out in the streets hanging out with people like me. So, <laughs> right. So, I feel like it. We just have to, we we can't. I don't know. I think that's the whole purpose of being Christian. That's why I, I chose Christianity. There's a lot of religions out there where you got to be perfect, where you got to be this and that. And and I think that that judgment comes from you know people who are judging. You know, it's always it's judgment. Anything is always a mirror, I I believe. It's a reflection of what's going on internally. And so I just think that as imperfect people, I expect people to be imperfect, meaning they don't judge. And at that point, my responsibility is to love everybody else. And I got to do my job. And that's all I'm worried about. So I wholeheartedly agree with you. And I think we even say that in the context of the larger conversation, like Christianity aside, I won't say the larger conversation as if... Christianity is not the larger conversation because it is (laughs) my God is Um, but we say that like in conversation all the time like you can't be worried about what other people think like people are gonna have something to say about you regardless but I don't like I don't want to negate the fact that I think as Christians that does it's, it's a different it's a different type of pressure and it's a different type of acknowledgement because people people are going to judge regardless because we're human. And so I expect that I don't necessarily struggle with that. We've had that conversation before, too, where I can't remember what episode it was like. I know people was talking about me. 
I also know that I didn't give two shits. Not a single one. That's that's not the judgment that I'm concerned about. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I just think that there's a different level of criticism that comes from Christians. We know this. Like they can be the most critical people, but still claim to be God fearing. You know what I mean? So I, I just think it's a different I, I think it's a different experience sometimes to just want to walk in faith and do the right thing and love everybody across the board because you can get judged, you can get condemned um, for even, you You may not be a member of the LGBTQ plus community, but just supporting it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Christian's going to have something to say. And so while you over here thinking you doing the right thing and being like, love thy neighbor, I shouldn't do no harm to you you still getting judged for that. So it's that's that's what I mean about this just overall judgment from devout Christians who are just like, this is it. You got one way, and if you're not doing it our way, then it's wrong. Where it's just like, to your point, I think we were actually talking about black women, but um, we're not a monolith. Like, we're not monolithic. That's why we were all created different, like, God created me for a very specific reason. And I should be able to navigate in its entirety of what God created me to be. Whether that's in a nude photo shoot, whether that's being an ally, whether that's being LGBTQ plus myself, whatever that is, whether that's experiencing all aspects of my sexuality, whether that's being broke, whether that means I've committed a crime before. I get to be and do all of those things and still be a child of God. And worthy. And worthy. Because y'all don't determine my worthiness. I was already deemed worthy. But I think it's it's complex too because we live in a society, you know, and and even though it's a predominantly Christian society here in the States, um, you know, we, we have this framework of what's... we. Whether we whether we say it or not, we believe that we're free here in America, but we're not that free. We have this context that people want you to live within this bubble, yes. this idealistic life. The um, the the white picket fence is what we like to call it, you know. So I think that once we break outside of those norms, it kind of gives people the autonomy to really be themselves mm-hmm. because we think that everything is a one size fits all. We think that we're all supposed to be 18 when we graduate from high school. We think that we're all supposed to have graduated from college in four years. Studies have shown it's not true. Right. What is the, um, that me, my love news like studies have shown it do, it do be like that. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. It do be like that sometimes. So, we have to get out of this mindset of what's normal and what's not. None of us are normal. All of us are extraordinary. All of us are extraordinary. All of us are unique. All of us Mm -hmm. are different. All of our timelines won't look the same. All of our experiences won't look the same. And so I think that it's just one of the flaws of humans where we like to compartmentalize, Mm -hmm. you know, we like to put things in a category and we just can't do that to one another. And I think we're operating generations, more recent generations are operating in that space where you can't put me in a box. 
I can still love God and God can still love me and I can do A, B, and C. Like, that is very much so possible. So, it's it's a large conversation that I really think we need to talk more often about. Um, yeah. Because that's, that is heavy. I know, I know that there are things like, it could be little things, excuse me, day to day that I experienced that conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's, like I said earlier, like, I don't give a crap about nobody else. That's where I'm in conflict because it's between me and God. And so right. whatever, whatever works for me and God, that's, you know, that's what I want to do. Um, there's a podcast that I talk about often on here called the love hour with Kev on stage mm-hmm. and miss Kev on stage. And they are Christian and, you know, Kev's a comedian and I think he started off as a Christian comedian. And one of the reasons why I really started listening to them was one, I wanted to learn about their relationship. I like to learn things about relationships, but two, I enjoy that their background was rooted in Christianity and how they are really, um, on this journey to unpack some of these, some, some Christian guilt that they've dealt with, you know, growing up in church, being raised in church and, you know, now being married. I think that Marissa was a virgin, you know, when she, when she was married Mm. and they've been married this long. And so just really figuring out what her sexual, her whole sexuality within her marriage. So it is, it is very eye opening. If you guys, want another podcast to listen to I fully support the love hour um they help me bring context and words and meaning to a lot of my experiences and I appreciate Melissa for just being so vulnerable all the time and sharing her own experience like she doesn't have to do that that's her marriage you know right, what I mean? right. like, you know, they don't have to do that at all and so um it just has been really cool and so relatable um in a lot of different ways and so I just I appreciate that that type of resource and so mm-hmm. just want to share that mm-hmm. with you all yeah because we we have to be just like anything else we um we have to have we have to have space to talk about these things because mm-hmm. i feel like these that's definitely one of the things um that you can sometimes feel like you're the only one going through it for sure like, especially in your relationship right i i feel like everything else just about everything else we talk about we know that we're not the only one like it's not special to us <laughs> but it still sometimes feels that way but as it relates to you know your faith and all of that I, I think we just don't talk about it enough we don't talk about it enough in a, in a larger platform and by larger I mean it could be a podcast or amongst friends um but shout out to the people that are in your tribe that you can have those conversations with because I remember a friend of mine where I was struggling with some of that conflict but also knew that like the desire to do certain things wasn't in me anymore it wasn't even just about yeah. conflict and that I still wanted to do them it was I don't even want to do them anymore so how do I you know how do I navigate this and how do I get out of this um, right but being able to have that conversation with a friend of mine was like, okay, this is possible. Um, and I can talk to people about this. So. You sure can. 
And not be ashamed. And not be ashamed. Because we all fall short. And that's all right. It sure is. So, well, this was a good topic. Oh, thanks. (laughs) I enjoyed this this conversation. And I think that, you know, as time goes on, that's something that we can't even dive into a lot more because again it's nuanced you mm-hmm. know what I mean there's so many different aspects of it even with I just think about Christian guilt at work <laughs> Christian guilt with your friends yeah Christian guilt at brunch um Christian guilt doing a lot of different things and so we can we can talk about explore more in the future mm-hmm. so okay well it sounds like that wraps up this week's um episode my second to last episode. Don't tell. Don't say I didn't tell y'all. Um, and now let's move on to uh, Lord have mercy. Tips, brunch spots, and or chefs. Do you tips. want to? Do you want to go first? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will go first. I have a tip. I do not have a brunch spot or a chef. Um, but my tip is going to go to Prestige Auto Clean, um, Black-owned detailing business. Shout out to Cliff. He is in the Cleveland area. Um, I told y'all I went home this past weekend, um, went home for other reasons, but I was like, got to support. Um, and what I tell you, he hooked my car up. Now, I just had the interior done. Um, It was supposed to rain, so I was like, ain't no point in me having all of that done. But I had the interior done, and the types of seats, I don't have leather seats, so I had stains, and the types of seats that I have or the fabric on the seats, like, they retain a lot of that moisture, all of that, like any of the stains. And I had not um, done anything with my car since I bought it. I think I've had the car four years now. When I tell you there was chocolate, melted chocolate stuck to the back of my seat, you would have thought I had kids, okay? Right. Um, some juices that overflow from me taking a dish to Thanksgiving one year on the floor. All of that is gone. I mean, these things have been in there for years. All of it is gone. I feel like I have a brand new car. So, shout out to Prestige Auto Clean, like I would 100% recommend him. Um, I'm giving him a 50% tip. Um, That's that Bobcat love. And I also got to shout him out because he supported me when I had my business. I did the bow ties for his wedding. Bow ties? Bow tie and neckties for his wedding. Um, So you all, I always feel like I got to return that favor. But um, his work speaks, speaks for itself. So shout out to Cliff. Um, And y'all go check him out. Nice, nice. Um, my tip of the week is going to go to my homegirl, Jasmine. Jasmine is an entrepreneur who specializes in real estate and interior design and property management in Tennessee. She's in Clarksville, Tennessee. So if you guys have any 
if you're looking around for any homes, have any home buyer needs, especially if you know anybody in the military that's on the base here um, in Clarksville or just around the general area, she is your girl to go to. Her name is designer agent underscore jazz. She is so much fun to follow and also just a wealth of knowledge on the home buying process as well. And so I just wanted to give her a 20% tip this week. And then I also have a chef court for the both hey, of us. Yes. So the chef's name is Miss Sketch, Miss Kitchen TV, sorry, Mills Kitchen TV. Are you, did you know this first? No, sorry. I just remembered that I have a chef. <laughs> okay. I was like, Miss Sketch, Miss Kitchen TV. Listen, <laughs> these words be running together. I didn't, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what? But, um, Mills Kitchen TV, she has good vibes and tasty treats. Um, she also has a YouTube, and she also teaches you how to cook with her meals that are six easy steps. So you can find her on Instagram at Mills Kitchen TV, and we'll put that in the details for you. Awesome. So I do have a chef. I forgot. I have not experienced her, but I have seen her food Um And I told her mom, I actually don't know this young lady personally, but um, her mother and I participate in a leadership program together. And she's actually my uh, realtor and her food looks amazing. Um, Bring her to the housewarming. Right. So here's the only thing. She is uh, based in Chicago, but her name is her um, business name is Naturally Nicole. She is a private chef, um, like I said, based in Chicago. Or I'm sorry, is it? Yes, yeah, naturally Nicole. Uh, naturally Nicole Brunch. My apologies. I was like, did I miss something up? Mess something up here? Um. So naturally Nicole Brunch, like I said, based in Chicago. Go to her page. That's the name of the page. Um, naturally Nicole Brunch, and you will be able to see pictures of her amazing looking food i'm looking at it right now and low-key drooling um okay (laughs) um and i've seen more of her work like i said because uh friends with her mother and her mother always posts her food so i'm just excited for this young black woman doing her thing in Chicago. I know she's been there a few years now. Um, I believe she went to culinary school there and she has not looked back. So shout out to her. Even like I say, even though I don't know her personally, just to see her growth and development at a distance has uh, been amazing to witness. So shout out to you, sis. We love to see it. Yes, yes, yes. All right. That is tips, brunch spots, and or chefs. Mm-hmm. And now we're about to hit you with the social and call it a night. Yes, we made it through 69. We made it through 69. <laughs> Always. Um, y'all, thank you so much for rocking with us. Um, if you're listening to us, make sure that you rate, like, star, review, tell a friend to tell a friend to follow us on all of your social, um, not social platforms, but all of your streaming networks. We're on Spotify, 
Apple Apple Podcast, um, and all SoundCloud, all of the things you can find us on there. Just search us, put in Bitches Love Brunch. And we have an Instagram, it's called Bitches Double Underscore Love Double Underscore Brunch. We got a Facebook group. It's so many ways you can connect with us. So come holla at us, and we'll see y'all next week's episode. All right, y'all. Not next week. Two weeks. You know. Y'all know how we do. (laughs) Bye. Bye.